0: You know i gotta be honest Uh, one of the things that freaked me out as a kid was the first time i went to a church that spoke in tongues and they did it in the middle of worship service i was not expecting that little baptist ben was not ready for that Uh, and you may have had a similar experience with uh, this thing called speaking in tongues we're going to put aside denominations and opinions and feelings and we're going to look at what the word of god says about the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues and what it should be used for i had a joke in high school it was a pickup line about speaking in tongues but i'm not going to say it because this is a christian broadcast and it would derail the whole thing (laughs) but just know i had it so amen brother ben uh, the podcast that keeps you focused on god hopefully and acting like jesus we're Spending a few time, a few episodes this week, talking about some of the stuff that may. Again, I'm I'm trying to be very careful that I don't call something a false teaching just because it's misapplied or exaggerated. Like Sunday, I, I spoke on the word faith movement, the new age kind of. Um, here, you speak this in the life. You use the power of God for your own prosperity and it that stuff is definitely not of god but there are some things that are christian but they get uh mishandled and they kind of come along with this movement they kind of tie uh hand in hand with the the new age and the um the word faith speaking into life type folks because it gets a little pentecostally which is uh i think pentecostals and church of god and some of these other denominations that speak in tongues. I believe that they're brothers and sisters in Christ. I believe uh, that they love the Lord and they follow Jesus. They're going to be in heaven when they die and we're going to see them. And what's going to be interesting figuring out how we worship together. (laughs) But uh, I believe that they're believers. But there are some exaggerations and some mishandlings of some of these things that uh, you kind of get like healing. We talked a little bit about that. Um, We talked a little bit. What else did we do this week? We talked about um, prophecies, miracles, those type of things um, that some denominations, some sections of Christianity just don't believe that they exist at all. Uh, Another one of those is speaking in tongues. And I got to be honest, this is one that I always thought was bull until I started reading the Bible. And So I want to try to walk the tightrope here and be biblical and not give my opinion. Um, But in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, uh, it says this in verse 26, and this kind of gives you a a real quick summary. It says, uh, when you meet together, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell some special revelation that God has given. One will speak in tongues and another will interpret what is said. But everything that is done must strengthen all of you. And so you see this is the apostle Paul that and and he is instructing not just the apostles he's not he's he's instructing the Christian church and and we take some of the very same instructions from uh, the writers of the New Testament and we apply it very clearly to our lives and our church gatherings and our Christian lives today so why wouldn't you apply this right and and so yes we don't have to have almost every single one of these in our every worship experience, but he's saying these are some things that could happen in the worship experience. But we need to make sure that that tongues and prophecy, uh, which tongues, by the way, if you like, what do you mean speaking in tongues? I've never even heard of that. That's, that's where uh, a Christian uh, will start speaking in what they perceive as a heavenly language. I'll give you a good example from uh, one of my frequent, frequently mocked uh, false teachers, Kenneth Copeland. Under which the Canadian office uh, is mm. to Cinema well, I declare. The movement of the Spirit of God. <laughs> All I can think of the whole time is Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> the <high end> Community. <laughs> <is> a, <laughs> it's a tight-knit, <laughs> tight-knit <laughs> <movement>. <laughs> The high end Community is a very <laughs> uh, That is one example of what you might see of speaking in tongues. A lot of people. um, in fact, they they get it from Acts chapter. I don't want to misquote it in Acts, where uh, the Holy Spirit falls on people and they start speaking in different languages. But what a lot of people, so a lot of people mistake and say, well, if the Holy Spirit falls on you, if you are a believer, if you're saved, you've got to speak in tongues, and and that is a sign, and that is and, and there's a couple things that they get wrong with that. One in Acts, they were. They were able to speak in other established languages so that they could take the gospel and communicate the good news of Jesus Christ to people that they normally wouldn't have. So that's that's what this whole Acts thing is about. But then uh, the Apostle Paul uh, gets pretty specific here. I want to read through. This is going to be a, 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 not just a couple of verses. It's going to be a whole passage here from 1 Corinthians 14. But I think it lays out the idea and the attitude that we should have even today about Tongues and about prophecy and about these sort of spiritual gifts and it's not going to be Baptist and it's not going to be Pentecostal. So so let's listen to this. It says, "Let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities uh, the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophecy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You'll be speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Verse 5 says, I wish you could all all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you could all prophecy. So right there, it's like, listen, you can't all speak in tongues, right? Uh, For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues, unless someone interprets what you are saying so that the whole church will be strengthened which I didn't hear any interpretation uh, in what, what I just played, that example, or many of the others that you see. Uh, verse 6 says, Dear brothers and sisters, if I should come to you speaking in an unknown language, how would that help you? But if I bring to you a revelation of some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching, that will be helpful. Even lifeless instruments like the flute or the harp must play notes clearly, or no one will recognize the melody. And if the the bugler doesn't sound a clear call, how will the soldiers know when they'll be called into battle? It's the same for you. If you speak to people in words they don't understand, how will they know what you're saying? You might as well be talking to empty space. There are many different languages in the world, and every language has meaning. But if I don't understand the language, I will be a foreigner to someone who speaks it, and the one who speaks it will be a foreigner to me. And the same is true for you, since you are so eager and have special abilities the Spirit gives, seek those that will strengthen the whole church. So anyone who speaks in tongues should pray also for the ability to interpret what has been said. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I'm saying. Well, then what shall I do? I will pray in the Spirit, and I will also pray in words I understand. I will sing in the Spirit, and I will also sing in words I can understand. For if you praise God only in the spirit, how can those who understand you praise God along with you? How can they join you in giving thanks when they don't understand what you're saying? You will be giving thanks very well, but it won't strengthen the people who hear you. But I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you. But in a church meeting, I would rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language. That was a lot, I know. But Paul lays it out pretty daggum clearly that, yes, the speaking in tongues is a spiritual gift that God offers. But if we're going to use it in more than just your own private settings where you're you're praying to God, as Scripture calls, with groanings that only the Spirit understands, right? If You, you may have a prayer language. You may have, you know, just... some way of communicating between you and God, and that's all well and good for your personal relationship. But that doesn't mean you get on stage and you run off at the mouth because that does not help anybody else. And the goal of all the spiritual gifts, whether it be prophecy, whether it be serving, whether it be teaching, whether it be speaking in tongues, should be to strengthen the church. And far too often you get uh, people just up there showing off for no good reason. Uh, And so let's make sure that A, we're not scoffing at the gift of tongues. If God gives you the gift of speaking in tongues, uh, then he will also give somebody the gift to interpret that so that it will be a blessing for the church. Otherwise you're just making a fool of yourself and then you'll get put on the internet and then all of a sudden you'll have a catchy song. Just open your mouth and let it say whatever it wants to say. Ah. Okay. And I was supposed to be speaking against this but this is pretty catchy. <laughs> oh, that's all for today's show. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let this one ride. If you have any questions, you want to yell at me, whatever. AmenBen.com. I'd love to hear from you. We're going to be back more talking about certain gifts of the Spirit and making sure that we're doing everything in a biblical, orderly fashion. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) I'm a you're